Futsu in Australia. Welcome to Futsu in Australia podcast number 11. Uh, my name is Andrew Carroll, known on social media as The Doctor. And today we have a very special guest, like in every podcast, we bring someone very special, someone that can help us uh, keep on growing Futsu in Australia, someone that has impacted Futsu in Australia in a positive way. Uh, today I want to welcome Sebastian Bernhard. Is that correct, your surname? Bernhard? Yeah, Bernhard. Yeah, Seb, if you, if you allow me to call you Seb, how are you, Seb? And thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Um, Your podcast is amazing, and I look forward to having this discussion with you. Awesome. Thanks for the kind words. But um, it's going to be just a nice, casual conversation. Uh, Seb just has been selected for the Switzerland national team. That's something they're going to be talking about. But we're also going to be talking about his past, his futsal career, and, um, and a little bit of his experience with futsal in Australia. Seb, before anything, I want to know a little bit of your background. Where were you born and where you grew up? Okay, so I was born in Basel, Switzerland, um, and then grew up mainly in Australia. So you could say engineered, um, engineered in Australia, made in Switzerland. Ah, perfect. <laughs> um, so you, how old were you when you came to Australia for the first time? Uh, so I was around six or seven. Um, yeah, I'm halfway through being, yeah, yeah, I was six and a half years old when I moved to Australia. For the first time. And uh, you came with your family. Uh, what, what made your family move to Australia, if you know? So initially, my um, mother, who is Australian-born, decided to come back to Australia. She was mm -hmm. a professional ballet dancer at the time and wanted to look at settling down um, back over here. Mm -hmm. My father joined us then uh, later on. But yeah, it was mainly um, my family and I had moved uh, together with my mother initially. So dad is Swiss and mom Australian? Yes, correct. Perfect. So, uh, and you said that you kept on, keep on coming and going a few times. Uh, you always kept that connection with Switzerland? Yes, correct. So I'd been back and forth a few times, mainly for school, to visit family. Um, I had played a little bit of football over there and then uh, in between had come back to Australia. So mm -hmm. um, basically, yeah, very much like back and forth. That way I could remain in touch with my Swiss roots and well, learn to develop What language, language do you speak in Switzerland? So there are three different languages. They speak uh, German, French, and Italian. And then mm -hmm. there's the dead language called Romance. But yeah. I'm, um, my specialty is Swiss German. My Italian okay. and my French is not too strong. Because I was about to ask, uh, in the 2017 UEFA Cup, I played against the team from Switzerland. And they were mm -hmm. always speaking Italian, the whole team. I thought they were all Italians. <laughs> But they're yep. actually all Swiss. Um, yeah. Uh, Seb, and how old were you when you start playing football or football? So um, football, I, I started from a young age, around five or six. Uh, but football was, I didn't start specializing until my first year of university. So roughly around when I was around 20. So have you always been 19, a goalkeeper 20. even as a junior? Yes, correct. Always playing football as a goalkeeper. Um, how was uh, playing football at a young age in in Perth? What what, what clubs did you play for? Um, how many times um, a week did you used to train? So I used to uh, play around like uh, locally with uh, ECU Joondalup and uh, Kingsley uh, uh, Football Football Club. They've mm -hmm. changed their name now, so I'm just trying to think about it. Um, and that was like my, my youth upbringing, I would say, was more, yeah, just focused on developing a passion for the game, enjoying it, loving it, like playing to 
yeah, I suppose just have fun and develop um, basic, a basic sort of understanding skill set for the game. So you never actually had any inspiration of becoming a professional football player, for example? I always had that in, that inkling of a thought in my mind because, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I used to get very hyped up and excited, you know, my like, brothers, my family, my friends would go down, park, you know, shoot around. We loved watching the World Cup, for instance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like it was always, I suppose it would always, you know, be a fantastic honor or achievement to get there one day. Ah, for sure. What what made you decide to be a goalkeeper? Um, so and look, initially, uh, like goalkeeping was, uh, how do I say? Um, <laughs> I'd always been like quiet. Oh, sorry, just, Andre. no, that's um, okay. So you never actually like goalkeeping. No, I I did love it. I did love it. Like I started playing it a lot throughout school. So when um when I was in primary school, I played it a lot. And then usually um outside with my club, I just said, okay, I'll stick my hand up for the position. It sort of grew from there and I started becoming really passionate as like I suppose a shot stopper. So that uh -huh. was, you know, I always enjoyed that sort of aspect of the game. It was that's the, that was going to be my next question. What in goalkeeping <laughs> is something that uh, makes you so excited about so what, what makes me excited well now uh, definitely as a senior player um i really love the opportunity of learning um or picking up new things um trying them seeing if they fit and then using them in a game because i suppose having um, a unique skill set has afforded me the ability to be able to use a repertoire of skills from different backgrounds and things and mm -hmm. i suppose if i could nail one thing it would just be yeah, just learning different techniques from different like, people here and there um and that that's one thing i was going to ask you as well uh if you could change anything from the from your development years uh you said they started playing futsal when you were 19 so you didn't play futsal at a young age is there anything that you you change from your development years um had I found out about futsal earlier, yes, I definitely would have looked into going at it from a younger age. Mm -hmm. However, um, I was quite happy and content with where I was at prior. Um, I just thought, yeah, look, outdoor, outdoor was starting to become a little bit sort of, I suppose, difficult, toxic at that time. And, um, you know, having just obviously finished high school and I'd come back from Switzerland again, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's sort of time for a bit of a change. But in terms of my development years, what I would change, just, yeah, maybe look into investing into getting into the sport earlier. Mm -hmm. I think that. that Which was help. probably not your fault. Uh, futsal was not that big, probably in Perth at that time, was it? No, unfortunately not. We, there weren't, but there were very ample sort of opportunities. I remember trialing out for a um, state men's side when I was roughly around 17. But um, at that time, I really didn't like the, the fit or the vibe. I think yeah. it was still in development. And uh, when you were 19, how did you get involved in futsal? So, look, um, to be honest, it was when I first attended um, university. I uh, uh, had thought, okay, well, let's, um, let, there was a tournament. Um, it was called the InterVarsity uh, games so every university got to obviously rep like got to go up and represent 
uh, every player got to go up and represent the university, sorry. So I'd gone, played the tournament. I won an MVP award. And then shortly after, a coach by the name of Andreas um, Sabaitis had uh, contacted me saying, oh, look, you, you seem to do really well in the sport. Would you like to come down to the state so youth trials um, next week? I then just said, yeah, look, I'll give it a go. Um, training with my like then goalkeeper coach, Andy Patterson at the time, he said, look, it wouldn't be a bad opportunity. Um, I ended up being the state youth uh, captain, I think, uh, mm -hmm. three months later. And then we were off to the AFA Woodsall Nationals in Sydney. So that was, I think, what opened my doors there was just playing in that one competition at university. And then after that, um, how would you keep on playing? Do you join a, club, a futsal club after nationals? How would you go at the nationals as well? Um, so we were knocked out. Oh, it, it was a, an amazing experience. You said that, at that time was the AFA nationals. Was it in Sydney? Where, where was it? Yeah, Hawkesbury, Sydney. It uh -huh. was that. Oh, I just remember it's a really big old like sweat box. So yeah. much fun though. Um, that opened my eyes because you know I was able to like learn and see like what other goalkeepers were like, especially at the senior men's level and from different states. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of inter um, interstate experience had like really helped me out. I briefly remembered heading to um, yeah when. when when I was on the way to Sydney, um, we met with our coach, who was a Brazilian by the name of Renato, 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 and he had opened my like my doors obviously to the sport and helped me develop, I suppose, a passion. Or you know, because towards the end of it, you know, we'd gone through the whole tournament and we'd made it to the semi-finals. We were, I think, it was two-two, you know. 2-0 at half time and then we lost 3-2 to Victoria mm -hmm. in the second half and then after that you know I thought I was the whole journey the experience everything that I, I was given was just absolutely amazing like I I wanted to sort of like transform and evolve that like on like beyond my um uh like my capabilities then so I've taken in like learned so much I wanted to sort of obviously improve on it and mm -hmm. do what I can to just better myself as a player no very good so your passion is sparkled there um so looking back at your at your career is a at a senior level can you just give us a quickly playing history career so from from then nationals to now what clubs you played some of the tournaments that you played uh, just uh, some of your playing history so I suppose I've been like all over Australia. Like I played in New South Wales. Um, <clears throat> I've played in our inaugural F League on the Galaxy. I've been involved in numerous football Aussie competitions. Um, obviously FAFL when it was still around. Um, mm -hmm. I've done training sessions and stints with Pascal, Vic Wipers. Um, I've competed in the uh, AFA sort of state tours. So I've traveled all around sort of Queensland, Brisbane, as well as being invited to um, select galaxy training camps and um, training sessions. Uh, so basically anywhere that I could just get experience at a senior level, not only within Western Australia, but outside as well. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose more locally, you know, training with clubs like uh, Sterling Brazos Jinga, Murdoch Warriors, uh, EWA, and Longwood Barda. Um, they would be my local clubs. And yeah, I would just play in any sort of competition, the high level competition that I could here. 
Very good, very good. Uh, at, a, at a stage level that you said that you play for Braza and a few other clubs, how have been, what, what have been some of your highlights then playing in WA? Um, look, I think playing Western Australia definitely broadened my horizon and gave me a skill set or the opportunity to um, expand my skill set through interstate competition. So playing with Braza was a good stepping stone because, you know, I had access to other great mentors there at the time. So Leonardo de Campos um, and then Daniel Barros, who were heavily involved in the goalkeeping scene then, had really believed in me and, and were pushing me to, you know, they'd, they'd seen something that were trying to, you know, push to get me to that next level. And then, of course, when Marciano came over, everything sort of really exploded and took off. But then, obviously, that interstate experience, the um, FAFL with Brazil was really a, a good eye-opener because, again, it broadened my horizons and gave me, I suppose, more exposure. What makes you say that when Marciano came, uh, that's when really things exploded? <laughs> Well, um, we were training together quite ruthlessly um, almost mm -hmm. every day at one point. I remember either going down to the center or him coming over down uh, to me where I was training. And, um, and then once, you know, he just says, okay, I'm going to put a um, picture up on um, YouTube on the Facebook page. He said, yes. I said, no, no, I didn't like the technique in that. And then the next minute before we, we know I'm getting it, a message from the uh, U.S. Um, national football goalkeeper coach, Mark Linton, saying, oh, look, I want to promote this on my page. Is that okay? And he does that. And then, bang, the, the whole thing sort of like exploded. But, um, you know, that was <laughs> that was really overwhelming going um, on sites like the Lad Bible and everything mm -hmm. like that. But then um, what I really learned from Marciano again was more like reenacting on things like technique um positioning stance and i think just evolving like um that sort of like senior like, that sense of decision making that sense of um uh like movement patterns etc i found yeah. were like yeah he really he, in terms of like the ground basics no other foot goalkeeper in Western Australia was doing that at the time and I was scarcely seeing that interstate. And so I was just mm -hmm. thought, okay, I'm going to take what I can. And then that's, yeah, that's sort of how we blew up. For people that don't know, Marciano is a Brazilian goalkeeper with Italian passport. So he's a, he has a dual citizenship. Uh, but there have been uh, maybe three um, main foreigner goalkeepers in the past decade in Australia. So Marciano is one, uh, there's being Giobata Bianchini, another Italian goalkeeper. And there has been the, the some that say is the biggest, best goalkeeper to ever play in Australia, Lorenzo de Paris. Lorenzo. Did, did you get to see Lorenzo play? Yes, I did. And I think he was a really good pushing point. So when I reference, you know, back to playing the AFA Nationals, watching Lorenzo play for the Victorian senior men's team. And ah, so you were in that good. team there. So that's the Victorian yes, team that you I lost saw to. That, I saw that game uh -huh. and the noise. And, but how he was so good with his feet. And then what he did to, I suppose, like his level of composure was just like like none other. And how he was able to just quickly adapt and, and yeah. change like this style. It was it was very versatile, very very. Versatile. How important do you think that it's uh, to have these professional goalkeepers coming to Australia for people to learn from them, or in the past especially? I hundred percent. I think that the country needs it because in order if 
if we're only training at a certain standard the whole time, you know, then unless there's someone to really push us, open the door and take us to that next level, you know, how do you really know what you're going to be capable of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think, think, you know, sorry, I think that, yes, I, in terms of it being, it, it was definitely influential for me and I would advise any young goalkeeper out there to go and do a training, you know, stint with any professional goalkeeping coach. I think really uh, even goalkeeper, we, we have some amazing Australian goalkeepers, uh, Peter Spathers, uh, Angela Constantino. We have some legends of the game in Australia. But having these guys coming from overseas, uh, I think they, when Lorenzo came and everyone got to see Lorenzo at the FA Nationals and then after at the FAFL, mm. I think it changed everyone's perspective of goalkeeping. I remember uh, Robbie Majorana was, uh, was one of the goalkeepers to play against Lorenzo. And out of the center, we saw Rob going from here to here just because I think he wanted to be as good as Lorenzo, even better. Um, yeah. You got to train with a few amazing goalkeeper coaches. Uh, so I'll just name a few. So you got to train with Marciano Sozin that we just spoke, uh, FFA goalkeeper coach Angie Patterson, Grant Hurd, Futsal Rules goalkeeper coach Roger Kira, and then the Swiss uh, W M, uh, Mini Football, I think it's called, uh, goalkeeper coach Andres. Sarkris, I yep. don't know if that's yeah. his name correct, but um, is is there something they learned from working with each of these guys? So obviously Marciana opened my eyes to the world of futsal goalkeeping and how it should be done proper. Um, my goalkeeper coach Annie Pedersen was with me obviously through my um, time in high school with my like I had a scholar, soccer scholarship with Woodvale and he was mm-hmm. the goalkeeper coach I'd see on the side. Grant Hurd had sort of was um, very influential in terms of pushing like the fundamentals and changed my psychology towards goalkeeping. Um, mm-hmm. Annie Pedersen more so technical aspect. Um, but these were both outdoor goalkeepers. Um, Futsal's goalkeeper coach, um, Roger Cure. I was really fortunate to have a stint with him, um, not only in between FAFL sort of uh, tournaments and competitions, but at Galaxy where he came to work with the goalkeepers. So I learned, I suppose, more uh, different ways of applying um, reactive-based training tools, scenarios and situations, and then applying it, I suppose, to the game. I We'd always be back and forth trying to get, like, I'd always be trying to get feedback from him on certain tools that I would then practice at home in Western Australia. And then um, Andreas at the World Mini Football um, Federation was, I think, the key, um, one of the the key, key influential uh, coaches in terms of opening and unlocking my um, doors into getting into the Swiss national team. So he was um, also formerly my agent, but he um, helped, uh, he introduced me to the then current Swiss goalkeeper futsal coach at the time, Marco um, Vogelsvang, who we still have a relationship with to this day. So basically, yeah, like again, it ignited mm-hmm. that passion and then that gave me uh, another doorway, another opportunity of tools and resources that I could use and apply. Very um, good. Uh, is that answer the question? <laughs> no, that's more than better. Uh, talk yep. about goalkeeper coaches in Australia. There is not many. There is not many goalkeeper coaches in the country. And, uh, and we Correct. get messaged all yep. the time asking, uh, where can I improve my goalkeeping from if I live in Brisbane? Where can I improve my goalkeeping if I live in, in, in South Australia? 
And I personally yeah. don't know, uh, I only know in Victoria, some of the goalkeeper coaches here. Who are some yeah. of the goalkeeper coaches that you could just recommend for people out there? Well, now that Gio Barta, Lorenzo de Paris, and a sort of, uh, and Marcian Associate are gone, um, it does make it a bit difficult because we do rely on our own, um, our own crop at the moment. However, the strongest um, goalkeeper coaches that I've seen at the moment in Australia would be Lionel D'Souza. Um, he's doing some great things. Uh, one of his prodigies, Harrison King, is actually um, off playing in the UK. He's doing a really good job. Whereabouts is Lionel based? Uh, New South Wales. Mm -hmm. So him and I, we, we have a lot of sort of like talk, like talks, discussions, and I ask for feedback quite often from him. He's very good. Um, Aaron Yu is starting to do some amazing stuff with of goalkeeping. Of goalkeeping, if you don't know, are um, one of the biggest sites for futsal goalkeeping around the world. And he's just opened up an Australian branch. So mm -hmm. I think Aaron is really starting to um, bring all that content and knowledge from over overseas and all onto one platform. So those are definitely two two names I would look at with regards to sort of like goalkeeper um, goalkeeper coaches here in Australia. So uh, anyone doing any goalkeeper coaching in WA that you know? Um, so look, uh, since Daniel Barros and Leonardo Campos have both um, uh, uh, ended up leaving, I've um, been formally working a lot with sort of uh, myself and then um, a group of other like talented goalkeepers where we sort of run similar structured training sessions. Um, my goalkeeper coach at Longo Bardob was uh, uh, by the name of Michele. Um, helped me a little bit so he's um been quite influential but here in western australia i think the yeah we're we're really um dependent on pushing like one another mm -hmm. so uh like i think working together is yeah the, the key element here i've run a few fo footstool goalkeeper clinics and um of course there's not much else i would be able to say in terms of goalkeeper coaches here in WA. Mm -hmm, understood. And, and uh, when you say pushing one another, uh, who are some of the best goalkeepers in WA and also in, in Australia they could name? If I was to say, like, oh, look, um, statewide, I've got, I've always had, like, a really strong rivalry with uh, Michael Dudek. Him and I get along well both off and on the pitch, but in terms of that rivalry, it being healthy is, you know, when we play, we play mm -hmm. both play against each other to our best of our abilities and um you know like i really admire that because that then lifts our standards to obviously want to perform better um uh glenn sheldon's been around here for a while and you know he's always um really been good influential i think uh, mm -hmm. uh here in western australia um on terms of a national sort of perspective sorry I'd like to say that I've got my eyes on Harrison King over in the UK. So again, Lionel D'Souza's prodigy. And I think, you know, Aaron Yu is capable of some great, fantastic stuff. So I think they would probably be my two like, strongest um, picks for now. If I could put you on this spot, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but you had to select uh, three goalkeepers to be the Futsal Rules goalkeepers. Who would you pick? Okay. Um, if I was to, oh, 
in order to perform to the standards here that I know we're capable of, I think, our, look, it would probably have to be Harrison King and Aaron would have, definitely have to be ready to step like step up. The third, I don't know, because football goalkeeping, like football goalkeeping here in Australia is, yeah, we're still, I think we're still behind the eight ball a lot, especially compared to like overseas over in Europe. Um, I would... A hundred percent, yeah. Like I, I would back, yeah. Like Aaron, I think is like breaking into the squad at the moment. He's mm-hmm. he, he's he's the going to be the next, um, uh, next one. Up, Seb, uh, talk about improving goalkeeping in Australia. Uh, you say that we we're behind the other countries. What needs to be done to improve the goalkeeper level of Australian goalkeepers? Um, so I, I I say this honestly in terms of sort of the standard that we're at compared to, you know, like where, let's say, like the rest of Europe or South America are. Um, obviously, like I've mentioned before, things like split saves, et cetera, hadn't really come into effect in WN until like after Marciana Sosin sort of left. And, you know, I mean, with our Eastern states being our stronger leagues, um, we're starting to see more... Um, more confidence and stuff like in goalkeepers but i think what needs to be changed is the not so much the physical aspects but the decision making and the tactical side of things i think that's what the rest of the world has above us at the moment while we're very strong um fast and fit physically i think it's decision making and composure that needs to be addressed at the moment understood uh and how would you improve the decision making your game for example Well, decision-making often it comes from experience. So, you know, have, obviously, yes, having that exposure and stuff, but then, um, you know, not being afraid to make a mistake and not being, you know, like, you know, being okay with learning from like that mistake. I think yeah. that there is an important attribute for any goalkeeper because, you know, youth goalkeepers of today, if they're too focused on the outcome or result of the game, say they lost 3-0, 4-0, They need to take, okay, what can I learn from those four goals? And what can I do better next time? Don't be so focused, obviously, on the scoreline. Don't use that to represent your skills and abilities as a player. But instead, use that as a tool to guide you so that next time you have um, more mm-hmm. opportunities to grow. I think that adopting a mentality such as that, I mean, goalkeeping is all about resilience, persistence, and, you know, reset, refresh, refocus is a strong line that I will always encourage You touched the exact point because the score is just a, a reflection of the team performance. It's not just the goalkeeping performance. Mm, uh, it's 100%. not just the goalkeeper. But uh, how? what's a strategy they use that if you receive, let's say, a weak goal in your eyes that you know that you could have saved? What's a strategy, a, a, mentally, a mental strategy they use to just move on? Okay. So I talk about the three R's. And the, that's reset, refresh, refocus. So the ball's going into the net. First thing I do is I need to reset myself. I pick the ball up out of the net personally and I run it to halfway to reset the play as quickly as possible, get flow happening again so that I'm not overthinking it, okay? That's my reset. My refresh is, okay, right, what am I doing now? What's my stance? What's my body position? Okay, refocus. Okay, where's the ball in position to the play? And once I get those three R's down pat, my mentality, like I, I've already forgotten about the goal that's just gone in. You know, it's up for review later, yes, but, you know, I'm already focusing on the next sort of set of play and then having that composure, I suppose, like 
builds that confidence in the game. You, you see so many confidence keepers in um, youth level that as soon as they make a mistake like that, their head just drops and they, you know, you know, go like things just start to go out the window. You've got to make sure that you build those um, strong mental skills, I think, in order to persevere. It's very good to hear. There's nothing that annoys me more when we receive a goal and the goalkeeper just stays on the down uh, on the ground. Sorry, um, yeah. just worrying about that. It's something that really personally annoys me very much. But I really like the three eyes. So what are they again? Reset, reset. Yeah. Refresh, refocus, refocus. They're the three re really good ones. Um, that's good. That's good. What What would be your biggest strength, Seb? Hmm. I think, look, I'm strong as a shot stopper and my distribution at the moment is, I, I think, pretty king. Um, yeah, sorry if I mean, I don't mean to really sound arrogant here, but um, I think those would be my two strong, my strong points. Um, my composure, yes, but then again, my ability to uh, keep working hard. So my like persistence, focus persistence. and resilience. And, uh, yeah. and, and if you could name it two weaknesses, that's Two the hard weaknesses. part now. Okay. Um, look, well, I hope you're not going to show this. Uh, I am going to show, so whatever you're going <laughs> to talk, you just have to think before you talk. You can't show this to my opponents, no way. Um, no, no, so better fine. not talk. Look, um, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Look, uh, I think I've got, like, uh, most goalkeepers' weaknesses is playing with their feet. Um, mm -hmm. While I am getting sort of obviously a lot more confident, um, I usually keep I suppose sort of a buffer between my goal and the opposition goal um which like innate like I suppose look I would just say 100% yeah I would say probably work on my right feet excuse my feet yeah uh yeah. I recently about two weeks ago I interviewed Luizinho Cruz I don't know if you know who Luizinho Cruz is a goalkeeper coach of Leo Iguita mm, Leo Iguita exactly. the past six years he won five times the best yeah. goalkeeper in the world He's the goalkeeper of Kazakhstan, Karat. And Leo Igit is very famous for having a good feet skills. Uh, skills yeah. to, of his feet. And I was, I was talking to Luizinho, and one of the things that he said was, uh, Leo, he just, he's uh, mentally crazy, as in he doesn't care about taking risks. He just go for it, you know, like he just drop the ball and, and take the risk. But he, he often trades, trades on the field as a field player to improve his feet skills. Uh, have you considered training on the field to improve your, your feet skills? Um, this is an interesting, yeah, it's actually an interesting topic. I find that like my shape and stance, like when I come out onto the field, like I just, I feel like in a completely different sort of headspace. Like my positioning as a goalkeeper in relation to the goal is um, like, I know where I am, how many feet, et cetera, like, yeah, like instinctively how to get back. But then as soon as I transform to a field player, because my you know body rotation, everything is, is changing so often, I, I usually get a little, <laughs> I can do it. And I've been told I have a very good sort of like defensive like structure mindset. Mm -hmm. But um, I think I'd be too worried about like either me getting injured or somebody else. But yeah, no, I would definitely, um, look, I'd definitely say fifth man practice for me would probably be the best way to go about it. I enjoyed that. Fair enough, fair enough. So hopefully next time your fit skills are not going to be your, your weaknesses. But um, 
All right, so let's get to the interesting part. Recently, have been selected to join the Switzerland national team. Uh, they're going to have a training camp in January in preparation for the World Cup qualification preliminary round, which will be hosting Moldova in April 2022. When you received the email, what was your reaction? Well, look, if I'd be, if I'm to be honest, my head was going off like a frog in a sock. Um, it was, yeah, like it was overwhelming. I don't know how to explain the feel, like the feeling that there's not really a word you can put on the like emotions. Um, I'd sort of just processed it and said, okay, all right. Um, yeah, we've got, like I said to myself, all right, we have work to do. Um, this is going to be obviously our next focus point or our next sort of step yeah. in terms of personal growth. But yeah, look. Um, it didn't feel real, did it? I can't put an emotion on it. You know, like it's it's just you're pinching yourself constantly and you're oh, just very overwhelming. It, it's a beautiful feeling if I, if I, if I am to like um, put it down to that. That's great. When you worked so hard for something for so long and out of the center happens. Um, so when, when, when you had, actually, what was the process of the selection like? Um, so the selection process, like what, what I'd mentioned earlier, is, um, so I, I had um, obviously contact with um, Marco Vogelsfang, the previous uh, national goalkeeper coach, and through Andreas um, Cercarus, he had um, been the one to recommend that I go. Basically, um, yeah, Andreas had... Yeah, obviously got me in touch. And then initially before sort of the whole COVID pandemic had hit, I mean, I was due to head out to a World Mini Football um, trip at, in Ticino and then look at um, coming over to train with uh, futsal in Switzerland. But then obviously we had the issue with the virus, so that was no longer a possibility. The second time, um, you know, after I'd, um, you know, received like the correspondence or message that um, the now current goalkeeper coach Ramon was the uh, national goalkeeper coach, I just said, okay, all right, uh, brilliant. Um, like, what do you need from me in order to come over to like Switzerland? And um, from that, we'd started talking and then he started um, speaking with obviously um, my references or people that had known um uh known of like the seen me play knowing mm -hmm. me and then it sort of just yeah grew from that and uh when are you heading to switzerland uh so it will be next week at this point so uh that would be the 20 i've got my dates wrong uh just yeah it'll be next wednesday next wednesday um yep. And uh, what are expectations for the training camp? How, if you know the details of the training camp, can you share with us as well? Um, I can share a little bit, yeah. I can share a little bit of information. Look, um, I'm there to work and work hard. So my focus point is obviously um, utilizing the skill set that I've developed here in Australia um, and then applying it over there in Switzerland. Um, uh, I'm there to work hard, literally January being my focus point. I'm not thinking about like anything after that. Um, I want to show what I have to offer, what I can showcase, um, you know, obviously where I'm at. And then what am I able to like gain from like this exchange? So, so like, what can I learn in order to make 
uh, myself a better player athlete and then working together on that um i think yeah that's that's the mindset going into the training camp um it's yeah it's i know that it's going to be pretty full on um a lot of sort of like heavy heavy sessions and stuff and yeah i'm already planning around that with my mentor and uh the swiss national goalkeeper coach so yeah we're going yeah we we've start yeah i've had a lot of homework and stuff to do even prior to heading over there so you know like just analyzing um all the little things like mistakes goals and stuff and then okay what can we do to fix this where do we need to um what do we need to work on like how can we improve this so mm-hmm. ramon from consoli is the name of the current swiss goalkeeper coach and my current mentor that's very exciting uh and you analyze yourself, but have you analyzed also the national team, uh, the, the current goalkeepers that play for the national team, who are some um, of your teammates, but also competitors for that uh, goalkeeping position? Look, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, people ask me that a lot. And I actually honestly say that every goalkeeper you come up against brings something different to the table, like a different skill set. Like Giobardo was different from Marciano. Marciano was um, a different... Um, likewise to like Robbie and things like that so you know we have um each goalkeeper you know has like their own different style um or skill set which I think is uh I I suppose like that like what can they bring to the team should be the more important question like does like does this goalkeeper fit the mold so I haven't looked too much into the other goalkeepers um I've seen the training he does with his youth keepers which looks fantastic Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, look, I'm I'm really like yeah, just focusing on obviously me and then what I can contribute at this point in time. Very good, very good. Uh, and what are your plans for in between the tournaments? So after the training camp uh, until the the tournament in April, if you make the team, and what will you be doing in Europe? So. Honestly, so again, my focus point being January and not thinking too much afterwards. Um, speaking with a couple of agents now who are going to try to get me to play professionally out in either Italy or looking at yeah Italy, Spain, or potentially Hungary. Um, but again, um, I've I've told them yeah uh, at the moment like January is my go time. That's literally what I'm focusing on. But mm-hmm. yeah, look, uh, any yeah club after that that'll have me, I think will develop the skill set and um yeah develop and work on the skill set that i would have acquired during the uh swiss training camp so think i think of it as adding like another layer of armor um you know obviously yeah like um that australian sort of like um engineered in you know made in switzerland engineered in australia sort of thing but then adding you know, on top of like the physical attributes and stuff that I've developed here, um, I suppose adding that sharpness, that Swiss precision, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Well, look, well, fingers crossed it works out for you. We're all going to be right behind you. Uh, you, are, you are an inspiration for all the goalkeeper coaches in your stride, or goalkeepers in your stride, because uh, to learn more about the game, if we can't learn here, we have to go out there. That's what you're doing. You're going out there and learning more. But now, hopefully, you make the the, quali- uh, the preliminary round in April 2022, which is going to be in, in Moldova against Moldova, Greece, and Estonia. All four nations have never played the UEFA Cup, 
and have never played um, in the World Cup. I know it's a, you say that you want to focus in January, but um, you can't get excited, not get excited with the idea of playing this preliminary round, can you? <laughs> Look, I think futsal in Europe is going to be a challenge, a challenge no matter who you take on. Um, like I've seen what Moldova, for instance, are capable of. And I've, I've spoken with my sort of contacts and Moldova are actually a very strong team. If you look at their game against France. They um, do. Slovakia, et cetera. Um, Greece have got some really good players and stuff coming through. And even Estonia have, you know. So if football in Europe is going to be, uh, it's, it's just, it's going to be that next level, that, that next sort of tier. And I, I really look forward to learning like I will be like a sponge bringing as much of that experience on board as I can um the main thing is to obviously not get carried away I know preparations have already begun in terms of analyzing the different teams their strengths their weaknesses um the goalkeeper coach has had a discussion with me and yeah we have looked through like a game um we've been sending stuff back and forth but yeah you know getting getting excited um I'm very task oriented, so I like to, yeah, like to focus on sort of like one sort of bit at a time. But yeah, Moldova will be very, very exciting, and I look forward to sharing it with the rest of um, Australia and Switzerland. The what I pick up, we're gonna be for sure supporting you. That's uh, that's uh, no doubt about that. Uh, you keep on mentioning, are you are you are you actually an engineer by trade? Engineer by trade? No, no, no. I'm actually a teacher. Are you a teacher? So, yeah. What do you teach? Um, uh, look, I can I teach primary uh, primary school, mm-hmm. um, but I like to uh, honestly I specialize in physical education. I have a very strong relationship with emotional intelligence, and I believe that um, well, I believe education needs to be reformed to reflect the social emotional learning demands of today's society, and I believe that can be done through physical education. For sure, you can, uh, Seb. Uh, we about it. We we're getting close to the end of the podcast. We're going to start wrapping up soon. Just talk yeah. about your future and uh, what what are some of the goals for your futsal foot, career that you haven't achieved yet, and you'd like to achieve? Um, look, I'm honestly, it's it's really been a journey to get to where I am today, and what I've gone through is is you know to get here, what I've had to sacrifice, um, but then what I've obviously gained um i hope to share this knowledge and experience with all other goalkeepers who are willing to listen i believe that goalkeepers need to stick together and not be segregated um that being said for any young goalkeeper out there asking for advice my advice to you would be to not give up and not compare yourself to other goalkeepers because you yourself are unique and different you have other things that you bring to the table that no one else will and don't listen, you know, like to anybody else that will tell you otherwise. Keep learning from your mistake, um, your mistakes, and keep having that mindset of um, keep having that mindset that um, things like will improve, will get better, and you know, I can learn from this basically. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very um, beautiful to hear, uh, Seb. I, I do. It, it has sorry. been a journey, but sorry. What about your goals for the future? Look, I just want to say that I think as a whole, goalkeepers, again, like goalkeeping needs to be unified. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Excellent, excellent. All right, so, uh, Seb, before we, we play the game, we, we always play a game called the rapid-fire questions. You have 40 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. 
But before you play, I want to congratulate you on your journey so far. It's been a beautiful journey. And I wish you all the best for your time in Switzerland. Hopefully it works out for you. And hopefully we're going to get you keep on watching your journey over there. Thank you. All right, let's do it. Thank you so much for having me. And um, honestly, it's, yeah, thank you for being part of this journey with me. I think we've done this together. My absolute pleasure, Seb. Uh, all right, so 40 seconds. I have 40 seconds to ask as many questions as you can. Just so you know, the top of the table is Damon Show on 13 points. Uh, yep. And Damon is from the UK. But the first Australian one is Vinicius Leite. Uh, Vinicius Leite, Jordan Guerrero, Peter Parthimus, Elder Abrams, Alex Novatzisis with 11 points. So you beat 11, you're the best Australian. You beat 13, you're the best uh, in the world with the rapid fire questions. So there's not much thinking. You have to answer on the spot and be as quick as you can. Okay. There's no right and wrong. Whatever your answer is the correct answer. Yep. Just so you know, if you lie and we find out one day, we're going to take deduct points from you. Okay. When you find out. So it's not, <laughs> it's not cheating unless you get caught. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So starting three seconds, let me just turn the volume up. So we hear the bell when the time goes off. Yep. All right. Let's go. Three, two, one. Gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Wearing shorts or pants? Shorts. Favorite jersey number? One. Tell us a nickname you have. Seb. You have to pick a player. Nico Sarmento for Argentina or Larry Gita from Kazakhstan? Nico Sar- a goalkeeper coach you wish to work in the future? Best futsal player have ever played with? Felipe Blay. Best futsal player have ever played against? Rob Mariano. Your favorite way to spend time during flights? Uh, music. Your strongest stage for foot in Australia? WA. You prefer to defend 10 meters? Time is up. I'll give you this last one. You prefer to defend that 10 meters at the top of the G or close to the goal line? Um, top of the G. Top of the G. So, look, you got 10 and a half. We give you the, the 11. So, you, get, you got 11 points. Yeah, 11 points. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you what. To beat Damon Show's 13 answers, you have to be really quick. It's it's nearly impossible to beat 13. I want to know what the questions were, like what, what the questions would have been. Uh, the 12th would have been, uh, would you rather save a, save a goal or score a goal? Yep. Uh, how many languages do you speak? And best goalkeeper have ever seen in Australia. So, uh, yeah, just say, sir, you're the 12. Would you rather save a goal or score a goal? I think save a goal. How many languages do you speak? Two. Best goalkeeper have ever seen in Australia? Lorenzo de Paris. Look, that would be it. You go 11 points. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Seb. Uh, again, wish you all the best. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, guys, thanks everyone for listening to the Futsal Australia podcast. Uh, hope to get, see you guys soon. And the next one will be an even better one. See you guys next time.